0: The second Sikh of Pashta's Rea. This is going to be an Dean Shear. This Shear is actually based on the last Mishnah of Masacha's Kinim. It was a Hadron that the Rebbe made. So the last Mishnah talks about something which is connected to our Parsha, which is that when a woman gives birth, she's supposed to bring karbanis to the base of Migdash. So the Pasik tells us that if she's a rich lady, she brings a kavas for her ayla, and then she brings a bird a chatas. The passage tells us that if she cannot afford that, then she just brings two birds, one bird for a chatas and the other bird for an island. The last Mishnah of Kinem speaks about a situation where the woman says that in addition to my cane chayva, I also want to bring a neder, a cane neder, which means that she takes upon herself to bring an extra two birds as an oila. So when she does that, now she has to bring four birds. She has to bring the cane chayva, that's the cane that you bring. A cane, by the way, means a, a pair of birds, that, or a nest of birds, which really just means two birds. Um, so the rule is that when she says that, she brings two birds for her cane chayba, one is for a and one would be the oylah, and the other two birds, which is another, is always going to be two oilas. So at the end of the day, she has three oilas that are being brought, plus one chathis. So our Mishnah discusses situations where different doubts and mistakes were made. For example, the the oila has to be brought on top of the mizbeach. The chatas is brought on the bottom of the mizbeach. And if you switch that around, you bring the chatas on top of the mizbeach, or you bring the oila on the bottom of the mizbeach. These kuganim are now possible. So now the, the, the Kayan either brings it to the wrong spot, or he doesn't even remember what he did. Did I bring all the birds on the top like oila? said I bring them all on the bottom like chatas? And in addition to that, also the woman doesn't remember exactly what her nether was. When I said I'm going to bring two birds for a nether, did I say they're going to be two pigeons? Did I say they're going to be two turtle doves? In the Halashan of the Chumash, it's two tairim or two vineyaina. She doesn't remember exactly what she said she was going to bring. So there's many different types of mistakes she can bring. But the last case of the Mishnah is a situation where she'd be hive according to the Chom, seven birds. And according to Ben-Azai, you should be high of eight birds. And these are situations where she doesn't remember what she made in the nether, and the coin also doesn't remember what he did. So according to the chamim, you bring six oilas plus one chathas. According to Ben-Azai, you're bringing six oilas plus two chathasim. So just to be very clear, what the case was, the woman initially came with four birds to the base of Migdash, Different mistakes were done with these birds. And now we do not know if she fulfilled her obligation or not. So Chachaman says she has to bring an additional seven birds. Six of them will be for Eilahs and one of them for Echathas. But Ben-Azai says she has to bring an additional eight birds, six of them for Eilah an and two for Echathas. And if you want to know the logic of why she has to bring this many, please look in the Mishnah through the she. Then Rabbi Yeshua uh, continues in the Mishnah. amru. this idea is what, what the famous parable is that when the it is alive, meaning when the ram is alive, it only has one sound. But when it's dead, it has seven sounds. What are the seven sounds? You take the two horns are being used for two chatzotris, you use the skin for a drum, you use the intestines for the, the strings of the kinor, you use the other type of the smaller intestines for the lyre, and, um, and you use the two thighs for the two flutes. That's the Mishnah. The Mishnah. Continues, but we're going to be focusing in this year because this is an even share just on this part of the Mishnah and the Rebbe Sicha on this part of the Mishnah. So the Rebbe asks a very uh, obvious question Is that what exactly is the purpose of the mushal? What's not clear in the case of the Mishnah that you need a mushal for? The Mishnah is telling us a case that when there's the doubts or mistakes that are being done with the bird, so the only way to rectify these mistakes is that you need to bring a bunch of additional birds in order to, in a sense, take care of any possible mistake that she could have made and make sure that she takes care of her uh, chiv. Why do you need a mussel for that? It's, it seems very, very obvious and very clear. The mussels is just giving us an example of such an idea that when you have one sound, sometimes that one sound can, be, can become like seven. Just like over here in our Mishnah, she was just gonna be chiv to bring the initial four birds, and now all of a sudden she has to bring a lot of extra birds. Again, it doesn't seem like it needs a mushroom. So the Rebbe explains like this, and this is in my own words, so it's how I understand the sicha, and I will preface that the sicha is extremely difficult, and therefore I'm trying to simplify it as best as I can and trying to explain in my own words, and if there's any mistakes, um, you're feel free to argue. Um, So the, the Rebbe explains like this, that there's two ways of looking at why she has to bring these seven or eight birds. One way of looking at it is, and this is more of a is more intuitive, is she has to really bring four birds. She has to bring two for the Chayva and two for the Nether. But since we do not know what the kind did, and we do not know what she originally swore that she's going to bring, therefore she has to bring seven or eight birds in order, in a sense, to be mashlim, what she is missing, to complete what she's missing. So this first hyphen is that the reason why she brings all these additional birds, is that it's just to be mashalim, whatever she's missing. So according to this, there will be many birds that it could be that she actually brought them correctly the first time, and therefore she wouldn't actually be obligated to any birds. It could be that she brought it incorrectly the first time, and she needs four of the birds. So there could be different scenarios, but at the end of the day, there's definitely going to be some extra birds that she's not going to need, really, for her chayba. There's some of the birds she's going to need in order to fulfill what her obligation is, but there will be some additional birds that we're just bringing because we don't know exactly what she has to bring, so we have to bring extra to make sure we cover all of our bases. That's one way of looking at the, what the Mishnah means. A second way of looking at it is that when she, once she made a mistake and Lakoyan made a mistake, now her obligation is not just to bring four. Her obligation now is that she has to bring seven or eight, meaning this that she brings seven and eight birds is not that she has to be mashed on what her original obligation was to bring four, but rather once there's mistakes which which are done, now her obligation becomes that she has to bring these seven or eight birds in order to fulfill what her obligation is. That's the second way of looking at it. So let's look at the both ways, the issues and the explanations of how they would work. So the first way, of looking at it is, as we said, if you're just being and that's much more intuitive and it seems from what, I, I, what it seemed like, that's how Miforshi in general learn what this Mishnah is saying. Um, but the problem with this way is, is that we have a rule. The rule is, you're not allowed to bring, you're not allowed to a in the base of Mingdash. It tells us in the Pasek that when the Jewish people were in the desert, they were not allowed to shacht any animals for their own personal pleasure. Rather, what they needed to do was they needed to go to the Mishkan. They would bring the, they bring this animal as a carbon, a carbon shlam, and then they would be allowed to eat the meat. But once they got into Eretz Yisrael, the Pasach is Ki Mecha that when, it's, when you're very far play, away from that place, meaning when you're very far away from the base of Mikdash, then you're allowed to shecht any animals you want, according to Kisav and Nafshachah, you're allowed to have whatever you want, you're allowed to eat the, the, the And And we learn from there that when you were far away from the base of then you were allowed to shacht and eat it. But when you're close to the base of Mikdash, or in other words, when you're actually inside of the base of Mikdash, you're not allowed to shacht your within the base of Mikdash. That would be also, you can't bring your carbon and within the base of Mikdash, shacht it for your own personal use. Anything that's gone in the base of has to be specifically for the use of Gavayah, the use for the base for the of Mikdash. And if you do bring it inside the base of Mikdash, that would be a iser. So the Shila is like this. According to the first way, she's really only high for birds. So all these extra birds that she's bringing, there's definitely going to be a few of them which are which are definitely which are going to be ch- hulan bazara. And some of them might be a bazara. And the rule is, even with the suffic hulan Bazara, you're not allowed to bring a Corbin. Therefore, by many different Kabanis, if you do not know if you're hive in that Corbin, we actually don't bring it because of this shash that you might be over on this uh, this Avera of hulan in the Azar. So when she's bringing all these extra birds, is she not being over on hulan bazar? Ba so regarding the ailas we have a very easy answer. Rashi brings us many places in Shas, that the rule with a Oylah bird is, a person is able to make a tanai, can make a condition and say like this, if I'm Chayev to bring this bird, either because of my cane, Chayev, or the cane of the nether, one of these four birds that I originally need to brought, then this bird should have to be one of those birds. But, if I'm not actually behooiv to bring um, those birds, then this bird should just be as a It's a uh It's an optional gift that I'm giving to the base of Migdash, and I'm bringing it as a carbon to Hashem. So, therefore, it wouldn't be chum of Azar. It's either going to be one of the birds that she has to bring as a Khaiba, or it's just going to be an additional one, which will be as an adaba. But the problem really becomes, when we start talking about the chatas of life, the rule by a chatas is, you're not allowed to bring a chatas as an adaba. A khatis, you have to be chayiv to bring it, and then you can bring it once. For example, by behema, a person that is chayiv, a for he could bring that behema. but if he has a doubt if he brought it, if he already brought it, you're not allowed to bring it a second time. So same thing, l'chaira, by the chatas a'if. If you have, if you've already brought it, or if you have a doubt if you've brought it already, you can't just bring it, because if you bring it, and you're not really high for it, you're gonna be over on Khulin Ba'azar. So it seems like the Mephorshim want to give such an explanation is that there is such a concept, which is called a chatas o'ayfa baal Meaning, just like by a regular avera that a person does, if a person does avera b'shaygik, he brings a chatas. And if he's not sure if he did that avera, he brings a carving called an ashim For example, if it's in front of him, he has in front of him two plates of fat, one is kasher fat, the other is treif, and he ate, and he doesn't know which one he ate. So the halacha is that he has to bring an ashram So just like we have that by regular khatis, so also by a woman, that if she knows for sure that she gave birth, then she has to bring a khatis a'if. But what happens if she's in doubt if she gave birth, meaning is she had some type of miscarriage, some type of discharge, but that she's not sure if that discharge has the halacha together of a child, and therefore she would have to bring the karbanis. Or maybe not, and she'd be pater. So she has a sophic if she's supposed to bring it. So the Gemara in Nazareth, tells us that since it says in the Pasuk, that we make a hackish between a Zacher and a Keba, that just like a Zacher will bring a Chathis for a Vadai and an Ashim Tali when it's a sophic Similarly, the Karbanis, which are ordained specifically for women, she brings a Chathis a'if when she knows she's chayv, and she'll bring a Chathis a'if, a Baal a sophic when it's in doubt. So, in other words, the Chata Saif of the has the same gedorim as an ashamtali. The only difference is, the Gemara tells us, that an ashamtali is eaten. It's a full-fledged proper carbon. A Chata Saif is also a full-fledged proper carbon, but you do not eat it. The reason the Gemara explains this, that even though we have a hekish, the Hekish can only teach us that you bring this as a carbon, even though there's a safik, It would not be considered um, Khulan Bazar, it would be considered a proper carbon. But this Hekish is only used to teach us that you bring them both, either a Chathis Oif or an Ashim tali as a Korban. But we do not learn that just like an Ashim tali is eaten, also a Chathis Oif, is eaten, as the moreover there explains. Because an Ashim tali has only one chiddush to it, that even though it's a Safik, if the individual did the Avera, and if the Avera was not done, that would mean it's Chul and Bazar. That means she wasn't really high of an Avera, if it becomes clear at some later point that no aver was done, that means the ashem Tali was really brought its Khulan Bazar. Should be pointed out, that's just, theoretically, it would be considered that they brought Khulan Bazar. But Poyol mamish, since the Torah tells you to bring the ashem Tali, then it is it is a full-fledged Corban, so you didn't do anything wrong. The Mars is saying, theoretically, there's one Chiddush over here that even though there's a Shash, that It's chulun bazar, the Torah tells you to do it. But Masha Enkain, by the Chatus Aichabalus up, there's two cheddish. First of all, it might be chulun bazar, and the second cheddish is you're doing malika. So if the coin would eat this bird and it's not really a carbon, that means he's eating an Avela because the bird needs sheeta. Only a carbon, which is Mashloch and Kavayakazachi, is he allowed to use malika and eat that malika. So even though we learn from the Tali that you could. I bring this as a carbon, you bring a chatis eif al but we cannot learn from the Ashuntali that you're able to eat it. So the before wanna say that maybe this is also the shadow over here, that she's able to bring all of these chatis abal sapik, because since she does not know if she fulfilled her obligation, she does not know if the Kayyim brought these birds properly, therefore her resolution is just to bring a chatis eif al which we know is okay to be brought. And she just wouldn't eat, of course, the meat from the bird. But the Rebbe has a problem with this pshat. The problem is that just like an Ashem Tali or a Chattes, you only bring a Chattes when you know you did an Avera b'shegi. You bring an Ashem Tali when you do not know if you did the aver. It's a suffix if the aver was done, but you never bring an Ashem Tali or a Chattes is if you know for sure you did the avera. It's just a suffik. Did you bring the korban for that air For example, let's say a person ate chilev and they bring their korban chattis. They bring the korban chatis to the base of Mikdash and the kohen is supposed to bring it during the daytime, but he waits, waits, waits till a few minutes before dark and then he shachs it and brings it to the Mizbech. And now there's a safek: Did he actually make the time? Did he bring this korban during the day? Or was he late and he brought the korban after nightfall and then the korban will be possible? So what's the halacha? It's a suffik if you're able to bring this korban chatis or not. So the Lach is you do not bring a second Chor and you also do not bring an asham Tali. So why? Because you know for sure that there was done. The only Suffolk is, did she or did he get a kapar with this khatis that this brought? The Hamas khatis that he brought, did they get a kapar? So you're not allowed to bring an asham Tali or a khatis in order to rectify it. That's the rule. So the are the same things also about Chates when we compare the chattes eif to the ashram tali, that means it's the same case. Just like the Ashim tali is, you don't know if they did have avera. Therefore, you bring the carbon Also, by the chattes eif, you do not know if the woman gave birth to a child or not. Therefore, you bring the Aif eif balasafik. But when you know for sure that she gave birth and she's of a chattes eif balasafik, and the only shaila is that the coin was he makrim the birth properly, then you do not bring Lakhira, uh, You should not be able to bring a Aif eif balasafik. So eivazoy, the question is, how are we allowed? to bring all these extra chatis according uh by in this particular situation. According to the Khamed it would be possibly one extra Khatis and according to Benazah, there'll be two. And the second question is, what exactly is the gather of these karbanis of the Khatis? We're saying it's not a Khatis of abala Safik. So what exactly is this? You can't you're not allowed to just bring another Khatis if you don't know if the first Khatis worked. So, what exactly are these birds that you're bringing? It's not a chata It's not a regular chata. So, what is it exactly? So, this is what Rabbi Yeshua is trying to explain. He says, like this just like this ram, when it was alive, it had one voice, but once it dies, it has seven kailas, meaning it's the same ram. It's just what's the only difference? That when it's alive, there's one kail, but when it passes away, there's seven kailas. So, same thing over here. When the Isha would have brought these four karvanas properly, there would have been one kail. It's one Khiv. But once there's these fakes and there's these mistakes that were done, now her obligation is only fulfilled through her bringing seven or eight birds. One more time. Her khiv is the same, both at the beginning and at the end. The only difference is, before she makes the mistake, she's able to fulfill her chiev by bringing four birds. But once she makes the mistakes, and the koi makes the mistakes, and because of the doubts that arise, the way how she fulfills her of now is dapka through her bringing seven or eight birds. So in other words, her takana, for her uh, in this particular situation, is dapka with seven or eight birds. But according to this, we need to understand really, two points. First of all, it seems very strange. When we know for sure that she's hive to bring the birds, we know exactly what her chiev is, then she's able to fulfill that obligation just by bringing four birds. But now that we do not know, meaning is that we think that maybe she actually fulfilled her obligation, she, now she has to bring eight birds, when she knew, we know for sure she has a chiv and she did not fulfill all her obligation, all you need to do is bring us four birds. But now when then there is a doubt, did she fulfill her obligation or did she not fulfill her obligation? Now the only way for her to resolve the issue would be by bringing eight birds. How could it be that the takana is even more than the original chiv uh, is? That's the first question. The second question is menolan. Where does Rabbi Yeshua know such a thing? Where do we find that Midr she has an obligation of bringing four birds? And then all of a sudden, if there's mistakes or doubts that come in, now the only way for her to fulfill her obligation is by bringing eight birds. So to answer the first question, because that is the one that the Rebbe directly handles. So the Rebbe says in his words, there's such an idea which is called the Siba and masubav A Siba is the cause, the Masubav is the effect. I'm just going to be using the word Siba and The meaning is like this. He says, always, the Chayra, the Siba should always be stronger than the Masubav. If you have a Siba, the cause, that's always more powerful and more encompassing than the Musubah. But where would you ever find that the Masubav could be stronger than the Siba itself? So the Rebbe gives two examples. One example he brings is from Yom Tov Shogolius we know that when the basin used to be Makadosh they not all communities would, get, would know when Rosh Chodesh was, and therefore they wouldn't know when Yomtev was. So what they did was, they would keep two days of Yomtev, just in case Tezvav was Yomtev or Tezain. So you'd keep both, because you wouldn't know really which day is the real day of Yomtev, which is called Tzveik Yama. So, because it's only a Tzveika Diyamir, there are certain Kulis that the Gemara tells us. The Gemara Baita tells us that if an individual has a bird, and this bird has an egg on the first day of Tov, it's muksa. you're not allowed to actually eat that egg. But what about on the second day of Tov? So the Gemara tells us you're allowed to eat it on the second day of Tov. Why? They say it's like a tonight A person can make this condition in his head. He says, if yesterday was Tov and today is just a regular day of Chol, then I'm just eating a regular egg. You know, there's no on on a weekday. And if yesterday was a regular weekday and today is the Yom Tif, then it was the egg was laid, was hatched, on on a regular day, on a weekday. Therefore, I'm allowed to eat it today. So you can make such a condition. But the question is, what happens by Shavuos? Shavuos, we always know when Shavuos is because it's 50 days after they begin counting the uh, after they brought the aimer. So it's always 50 days after Tezai Nisan. So. Oh, all communities at that point of time would have known when Rish was, and therefore they'd be able to count when the 50 days would be over. So the question is, why do we have a second day of Yom so The Rambam tells us the reason why Shavuos has two days of Yom Tif is in order, l- that since Rish, at Sukkis and Pesach, they also have two days of Yom Tif. so therefore Shavuos, we also do the same thing. So the question would be like this. What would be the halacha if an egg was, was hatched on the first day of Shavuos? Are you allowed to eat it on the second day? So logically, you'd say, of course. Since Shavuos is only modeled, this that we have two days of Yom on Shavuos is modeled after Sukkot and Pesach. So just like Sukkot and Pesach, you'd be able to eat the egg on the second day. So the Shavuos should be the same thing. But the truth is, that's actually not the halacha. The Chassam Sofer brings the Chassam Sleifer is talking about something else, but he explains the logic. The Chassam Saifer says that in this scenario, this, that the second day of Yom Tif, uh is a Yom Tif, it's not because of Sveik Adi It's because that's what the Chum established, that the second day should be a day of Yom Tif. So that means like this. If you're standing on that second day of Yomtiv and you have that egg and you're trying to make this Tanai, this theoretical condition, say, oh, if today, what are you going to say? You're going to say, if yesterday was Yom Tif and today is a day of Chol, wait a second, we know for sure yesterday was Yom Tif and we know today is for sure a day of Yom Tif. The Chomim were wa- that today is going to be a day of Yom Tif. So if today is for sure Yom Tif and yesterday is for sure Yom Tif, you sh- w- wouldn't be able to eat the egg. So here is an example of where we see that even though Shavu, the only reason we made a second day of Shavuos was in order that it should be similar to Pesach and Sukkot. But nonetheless, once the Chachamim or Mursak in this second day of Yom Tif, they established it as a Inyan Atzmi, or Kedusha Atzmi, or Iser Atzmi, that it itself is a day of Yom Tif. When they established it that says that this is a Yom Tif, they established it like any other Yom Tif, any other day of Yom Tif that we know for sure that it's Yom Tif. Even though the Siba is the other Yom Tif, Nonetheless, we see the masubith be greater because the way how the chachamim established this thing, they established the second day of yomtiv as a isher atzmi, as its own independent isher. A second example we can have for this is by sukkahs. On sukkahs, we know you're not allowed to sit under a roof, a tikra. Uh, if you sit under a tikra, that's not considered a valid sukkah. So the chachamim or masakin that even a board which is four tefachim wide, you're not allowed to use that as chach because it looks like a tikra. So the Gemara asks the Shaila, what happens if you take this board, which is four Tafachim wide, and you put it on its depth, let's say it was just a Tafach. So you have all. So now you put all these boards on the Sukkah top, it will be one Tafach wide, and it's four Tafachim high. It doesn't look at all like a tikra. So it shouldn't have this problem because there is Tikrah. So what would be the Lacham? So the, the Gemara tells us it's a Makhlaikis. One opinion is that Taka, it's fine. Since the whole reason why these boards were answered was because of Gezer's tikra, if, you're, if you put the boards in such a way, it doesn't, it doesn't look like a tikra. So therefore, of course, it would be 100% fine. But the second opinion is actually the Allah, They say when the Chachamim made the Gezerah, that you're not allowed to use these boards, they made these boards just like a Shaput They made it like an a, a, a iron rod. So just like you're not allowed to put an iron rod on top of your sukkah, you can't put these boards on top of your sukkah. So even if you put it in a way that it's the, ta- the, the one tafach, is, uh, uh, one tafach by the, uh, is, is the width, and the fourth vachum would just be the height, and doesn't look at all like a tikra, it would still be asr, because when the chamim answered this board, they didn't say that it's only going to be asr in a situation where it looks like a tikra. They answered it as an isr atzmi, that these boards can no longer be used. What was the reason? The reason was because of tikra. But when they answered it, they answered saying, This is this is just like a chair, this is just like a, 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 a metal pole. Therefore it wouldn't be able to be used. This is another example where we see the Masubov is actually has is more encompassing even than the Siba itself. So the same thing in our situation. The Siba, this is what her initial Khivat is that she needs to bring forwards. But once there were mistakes made and there's fakes, the only way For her to have a takana is actually to do more than the initial uh, obligation is. In order for her to fulfill her chiev, it's not enough now just to bring four birds. Right now, the only way for her to fulfill their obligation is for her to bring seven or eight birds. That's the takana. The takana is, taka, more encompassing. Because remember, if we just said it's a way of tashlumen, like we originally said, so then you're just bringing the extra birds really just to to make sure you have everything, the the original four birds, the original chiv will be uh, accomplished. But now that we're saying that it's its own Khiv, it's its own gather, it's its own isr atzmi, it's it's a chiv atzmi, once she is unable to fulfill her obligation by bringing those initial four birds, this is the new way how she has to fulfill it. If she doesn't bring these eight birds, she has not fulfilled her obligation. So now let's get to the second point. Second point is Manala. Where do we know this from? So the truth is, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to try to give an answer based on the Aris. The Rebbe keeps on qu- quotes a few times this twice in Zvachim Amidbeis. The Gemara tells us over there that Rabbi Yeshua uh, makes a statement, and he says that if you take an oil a bird, and you bring it as a chattis, meaning as you take it to the bottom of the zbeach and you're it according to all the details and procedures of a korban chattis, it's gonna work. And now you fulfilled your obligation of a chattis. So the Gemara asks a contradiction from a different Mishnah that we see in Kinem, that, Yeshua holds, that if you bring the oila as a chattis, it's possible. So it seems like a stira. One place he's saying that you bring the oila as a chattis if you fulfill your obligation, the other place he says it's possible. So the Gemara answers, the There's a lot of details here, but the Maskanos is, they say, when he, Rabbi Yeshua said it's it's like a, that the oila is like a Chattes, it means that it will not be over on Meila anymore. In other words, Papashtis, What he's trying to say is that the oila will, that this bird will be possible. It won't work as an oila and it won't work as a chatas, But the only thing that it accomplishes by bringing the oila, as a is that you won't be chai for meila anymore. Uh, meaning, if someone has a na from this bird, you won't be high for the in issue of meila. So Taisus asks, the Ramasch doesn't understand, what's the logic over here? If Rabbi Yeshua holds that an oila is able to become a khatis, then it should talk of work. But if we're saying that an oila cannot be a chathis, then it should just be like a regular puzzle of bird it should be psuli ha-mikdashem. Psuli ha-mikdashim, the din is that you are if you're ma'al and psuli ha uh, So what does Rabbi Yeshua mean that it works, that you won't be high from ilah? If it worked, then it should be a good chadis. And if it didn't work, then you should also still be high from ilah because it's just Psule ha It's like any other psul that was done in the base of mikdash and you're not allowed to have any pleasure from it. So Teisav gives two answers. We're just going to mention the second one because that's what's relevant to our situation. So Teisav's answer is, that the truth is, this Oila that's brought as a chathis does work. She, she has fulfilled her obligation, and she's yoytzi her chathis. But the Chachamim, we that the chathis will be pasal. And she has to bring a second chathis. So the question is, wait a second, how is she allowed to bring a second chathis? We just finished explaining that a achatus can only be brought once, and once you fulfill your obligation, you are not allowed to bring a second chatus. So Taisus explains this is Taisus explains that this is really based on another machleikus. There's a machleikus uh, regarding the chulin, which is shachted in Bazar, which we know is aser. Is that an iser or that's an iser So he says according to Rabbi Yeshua he holds an iser dur-a-bana. So this that you're not allowed to bring uh, chulin and shachted inside at the base of mikdash. Um, that's only an Isidur Abana. So in this situation, since the rabbanim want to make a Takana and want to pass, if you brought your bird with uh, uh, your Oila as a Chattis, they want a pass it because they don't want this confusion happening of people switching their kabanis, because by most kabbanis that would actually not work. So therefore, since the rabbanim were made a Takana, that that should be possible, they can mechay of you to bring another Chattis. I it's Chul Bazar. Hey, be, hey, they're the ones that said that you're not allowed to bring Hulum Bazar. So in such a situation where you need to bring the chattis you would uh, be able to bring this you would be able to bring another chattis and it won't be a problem, Hulum Bazar because they remove that iser at, at this point of time. Go back to our questions that we had earlier on our Mishnah. Question one is, how could you bring all these additional chattis in? higher hulum Bazar. And second of all, what exactly is the gather of these birds? So according to this beer, now we can understand. The reason why she's able to bring all these additional chatasin is because this is the tekan to the Rabbanan The were masakin, that in such a situation where it's a suffix because she has fulfilled her obligation, the only way for her to be masukin and to order to rectify her situation will be by her bringing these seven or eight birds. So. How could she bring extra birds? Because the Chammu were Masakin. And the Chammu have the capability to get rid of this issue of bazar by banan, So they can remove that problem. I, what type of a carbon? Is, is it a Chattis? No, it's not. This is a regular chatis. That the Chammu were Masakin, then instead of having the original, that the Chammu were Masakin, that in order for her to fill her obligation, she needs to bring one or two extra chatis in, in order to uh, rectify her situation. The reason why the Chachamim had to make a Takana is because without her Takana, you wouldn't be able to bring the extra Chata so she couldn't even have the By had The only way for her to have the Shlama is to bring either one or two extra Chata but you're not allowed to bring an extra Chata, so it would have been Chulun Ba'azara, and there's no such thing as a Chata of But once the Rabbanim came and they made a Takana, then you are allowed to bring these Chata because they were mistaken that their Takana would override the union of Chulun Ba'azara. And now it also makes sense how when the Chachamim made a to Kana, they said in this type of situation, how is the woman going to rectify her situation is by bringing uh, all these birds, seven or eight birds. I, the initial, if it would have been a vadai, she would only need to bring four. But This is what we're bringing the p- past few times, that sometimes the Masubav could be greater than the Siba. Ain't <inaudible> that the Siba was only that your hive to bring four birds. But the Masubav, that in this situation, in order to fulfill your obligation, you need to bring all Seven or eight birds uh, because of the Takanta Durabanon. So, based on this idea, the Rebbe has a question. If, according to what we're explaining, that the reason why you need to bring these extra khatasin and aylas is because of it's a Takanta Durabanon, and therefore, since the Takanta Durabanon they literally have the same gather as the original khatasin and the rig- original aylas, the Rebbe said, why can't you eat the khatasin? Khatas, ayfa uh, balasafik, you can't eat. Because we learned out from Ashantalay, and as we brought earlier, the limit is only that you're allowed to bring it but not that you're allowed to eat it, because it's a Suffolk Chulam bazar. But over here, these birds are not a Suffolk Chulam bazar, they're for sure a It's for sure a chatis The problem of the Chulam bazar was removed, um, was removed by the khum because of the tatkana. And the khum were masaking that the original whatever you brought originally would not help, and it's only these birds that you're bringing right now. Is what's going to help. So why can't you actually eat them? So the Rebbe addresses this question in Haara, thirty, and the Rebbe says a very interesting answer. He says usually by when Rashi explains the reason why you're not allowed to eat it, he explains the reasoning is because it's a sapphic. So therefore, since it's a Suffolk, therefore we it might be an abela and you can't eat it. But over here. Rashi gives a different answer. Rashi says that these chattesin are not eaten because they came on a Safik, Fine, but then he finishes off, Their malika is not considered malika, which we matter them laachila. Meaning is when he's saying that the malika is not a malika Lahatira and baachila. That's not trying to say he doesn't say it's because it's a safik. He's saying that the malika is not enough to be matter them baachila but it's, not, it's not the union of a suffic that wouldn't talk could be a problem. He says, it's rather the issue is that the malika that you have by these particular birds are not going to help them to be able to be eaten. So that's actually how you read the read And the reasoning is, since it's all a bow, since the Tafkana was set up and established because of a suffic that we had, therefore when are were in it, uh, their wisdom, they decided that the malika that you're going to do on the bird, even though it makes it into a proper chatas and she fulfills her obligation, but it's not going to be a malika which would be mater la and that's how Rashi explains, and that fits beautifully what we're saying, because we're saying is that these chatas and taka have the proper kedusha, at least Midirvana, as a regular chatas, so it has the kedusha sadekayim. The chumash were masakin that they should be brought, and therefore they should have also been allowed to be eaten. And to explain more why they would have been allowed to be eaten, I probably should have said this earlier, but the reasoning is, because even by a, this that a bird needs to be shachted is actually a machloikis of that a din or The opinion that holds that Khulun bazar, meaning Rabbi Yeshua that holds a Khulun bazar is a din he also holds shchita sa'if is a din so, in our situation, where the, the Chamim or Masakin, that you have to bring another khatis again, what they're basically saying is that you're able to bring this khatis inside of the and the Malika that you're doing would be, be considered a proper Shkita. Means we're going back to the Dindar Raisa right, so that you don't need a Shkita. So, just like you're considering this khatis a proper khatis, in order to fulfill her obligation, so for Lachaira, also it should be considered a proper Chattis that you should be able to eat it, because it's all Dindar abanum. Once you're removing the Dindar of of, uh, of 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 khulan bazara, also the Din of of that you need shita should also be removed because we're saying the Malika works. So if it works for the shita and it works for a card in the it makes sense to say that it's also going to work by Chila. you are breaking these things in half. So Kamash Mulan, that even though they're the ones that were sacking it all, they didn't. This Malika would not work mitzad lahatir Hatir Chila, and as the relation of the Rabbi is that that this uh, that the Chatois Elu this is a din on its own that regarding its eating, that the Malika doesn't have the capability Because it's not the pshat that, that not only is the chiyav vaday that for sure for sure she's chayv these because they're runner masakin. Also the kedusha which is in them is also avaday. And just to add a few a few proofs for 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 the pshat that I'm giving, which again you could feel free to argue, it's. I, I do not know at all if that, this is what the Rebbe meant. But the main part of what my proof is trying to say is that this is a Takanta Durabana. This that she uh, has to bring these eight, seven or eight birds, that's a takana durabana, It's not a dindaraisa. So the proofs that I would say is, first of all, because both of the examples that the Rebbe gives regarding Yom change shogalis and regarding the sukkah and the nisarim of the sukkah, are both dindarabana true, I'll point out that there was a letter that was released, a few uh, mikhtav khali, that the rebbe wrote of that year. He gave an example of the Pesach Rishon and the Pesach Sheni. And he said that the Mesiba is the Pesach Rishon. And those who couldn't bring the Pesach Rishon, they could bring the Pesach Sheni. What happens if a, there's a ger shenizgay or cut in between the Pesach Rishon and the Pesach Sheni? The law is that you need to bring the child and the ger needs to, the, sorry, the bar mitzvah boy and the ger actually have to bring... Um, that passes shame. So we see that when the Torah established a pasach Sheni. They didn't just make it just be Masha'on, the first one. They set up as a Korv of So from that Kloli, it would Maslum, but that you could explain that this is a dindaraisa. But that's a Mikhtaf Kloli that was written regarding something else. But I'm saying from the Sikha itself, this at the Rebbe Dafka brings these two examples, and he doesn't bring the example of the pasach and the Pasech Sheni, would me more be more of Masha'on that we're talking over we'll here about at the Kanta That's one proof. The second proof that I would bring is is from Ara. Twenty nine, the Ara twenty nine. The Rebbe tells us that this Mishnah and Kaddim is also brought in the Sugya and Zvach in Samaches Amud Beis, the one that we quoted the Tais was from, and the Pashtus in the Gemara. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. The, the reason why this Mishnah is brought is just to prove that all the Mishnayos in, in the Masechtas is all from Rabbi Yeshua. Because since this is the only name mentioned in Misach Kinim is this one name, Rabbi Shut And it's Mestam that he actually wrote the entire Misach. that's all from him. And therefore, we're able to ask a bunch of contradictions between them. But the Rabbi says, according to this explanation, we can actually say the reason why we bring this this idea, of uh, this this last mission of Kinim in Mesechah's Vachim is because it's really the entire foundation of his pshat. Meaning is, why is it that when you bring an oyla as a chattes, that the chachamim say that the, that the 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 is possible, and you have to bring another chattes. How could they say such a thing? The reasoning is because it's a takanta durabana. that just like the chachamim had the capability by uh, the case of the last mishnah in kinim when she has to bring seven or eight because of the suffix that they had, and they established a takanta d'rabbanah that you can bring it, and it's based on the logic that. The khatzah d'rabbanan could remove the ish d'rabbanan of chulin B'Azara. so the same thing over here. That why is she able? Why are kind of chomim you to bring another khatzah even if the oyle actually becomes a khatzah? So mid'raishir na mechuyev because the khatzah d'rabbanan could mechayv you to bring another khatzah, and this khatzah would have all the kedusha of a regular khatzah. And in that R itself, the Rebbe finishes off with this zeh he rather writes, he says, So he clearly quotes that and also in Ha'ara 24, um, the Rebbe tells you to look at this tesis, this To us, of Amar, the the Ha'im of the that one answer of Taisvis, the answer that we mentioned, he says that goes according to Rabbi Yeshua. So the Rebbe is mentioning clearly in one of the R's that the answer that the Taisvis is mentioning, that's going according to Rabbi Yeshua, as the Taisvis himself says that, but the Rebbe is bringing it down in the Ha'ara, so it could be again that he's learning like the Derech of tisviz. Uh The Sicha goes on, and it, there's many more details about this Hadran, and I Definitely, whoever didn't learn the entire Sikha should definitely go and learn the entire Sikha. Uh, there's more duukim the Rebbe has on this Mishnah, and there's also whole biyar bechasidis. But the purpose of this Einshir was to really discuss Siddhalid and Tafay.